0: Ladies and gentlemen, fellas, 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 welcome back to the channel and the podcast. Hope you're all having a fantastic day. we are going to break down six game slate. It seems like only Saturdays are going to be five game slates for the first two weeks until August 14th when the playoffs officially start for the NBA. So welcome, welcome welcome we're going to be breaking this down through a DraftKings and super draft perspective so i just want to say in advance i appreciate you all being here i'm excited to do this we're going to go through the injury and status dashboard which has been pretty key so far especially if you've been able to nail the minutes on some of these wacky rotations i'll be going over what we've seen in some of the first games and really just the first game for the teams playing today none of them have played two games that i'm aware of yet so we're going to be seeing what they kind of did minutes wise what players maybe lost some minutes what players maybe gained some minutes just because of some hot shooting aka Trey burke i'm not going back to the and I would advise you probably not to go back to the well on Trey Burke, a guy who was like 80 plus percent from three on more than 10 shots and like 18 total shots, 11 of 18, something crazy. But I want to look at those things, right? I want to look at who got hot and who was on runs and why they saw more time and really maybe who got lost in some foul trouble. And that's why they didn't get as many minutes and see where some guys were really popping off. Maybe some surprising performances that we can talk about, cover the injury dashboard, look at the target off and sheet for our Vegas totals, for our pace indicators, things like that. And then we'll go over about 20 early interests of mine as the day starts up. And then my final interest will be listed over on Patreon, mainly in the columns where you're going to see my projections. I list my interest there. And then we go from there. So the projections and rankings are on Patreon. If you want to support me over there, lots of people have signed up over the last week or so since the NBA has returned. Appreciate you all in advance. Thank you so much. And the other big thing, like button one time for me. And the big old subscribe button really does help out. I appreciate you all if you're listening on the podcast version. There was no podcast yesterday because I'm at my parents' house visiting them for the weekend. Due to some hurricanes, it might be an extended weekend, but we'll see. Travel plans may be getting delayed on the way back. That's why um, maybe, maybe the lighting isn't great right now. I'm not actually sure. I'm only working off of my laptop. I don't actually have all my other screens, which can be a little bit of a nuisance, but I wanted to make sure I got these videos up, continued the grind of the work. So appreciate all of you. You can hit that like and subscribe button. It really does go a long way in growing this channel not only in the NBA space for DFS, but just overall for people that find my content for the NFL and for golf and whatever I might be covering. So thank you. I appreciate that. Before we get into it, I just want to say that Superdraft is the proud sponsor of today's show. Superdraft, $10 you get for free if you use the promo code SAL. That's just S-A-L, $10 for free. I looked into like some other things, like just playing NHL contests. Even if you don't have projections, if you just know how to stack an NHL, one. some of the lobbies were like 38% full yesterday, right? So like 38% full and they're paying out. 30% of the prize pools, uh, you'd have to just get bad luck even if you're bad at the sport, right? Even if you don't have projections to just not cash at that point, if only 8% of people aren't cashing. It's not going to be like that for every contest, but keep an eye on it because yesterday they had about five sports going and people just did not keep up with hockey. They don't usually keep up anyways with hockey, but especially when all these other sports are on, when MLB is only filling like 65%, you can be damn sure that hockey's only going to be filling like 40 or 50%. So something to keep an eye on if you just want to have some sort of investment going and actually maybe not just watch it, but actually have a very strong chance of profiting it's probably a good idea to check that out super draft promo code sal 10 free dollars upon sign up and also a deposit bonus so check that out so let's start off with going to brooklyn with jamal crawford jamal crawford who they signed and for some reason they signed him right this team is just in shambles with no spencer dimity going to the bubble obviously no duran all season Kyrie irving not going to the bubble deandre jordan not going to the bubble tarion prince not going to the bubble their entire team literally outside of jordan who sometimes starts mainly Jared down but you're losing starters and spencer dimity a six man off the bench but also started a bunch of the year obviously Kyrie. Tarion Prince was a starter at the power forward. Losing so many guys that you just have to pick up Jamal Crawford, now the oldest player in the league at this point. He missed game one for reconditioning, just getting caught up to speed. If he was to play today, I don't know how many minutes he sees. Honestly, it doesn't even, I really don't know. Like Giozzo was supposed to start and play big minutes. He only plays 17 minutes in a blowout. So a lot of guys didn't get their final run. It's going to affect Tyler Johnson. It'll affect Garrett Temple to an extent if Crawford plays, but is it going to be Crawford playing uh, eight minutes or is it going to be Crawford playing 18 or 22 minutes? It can be literally anywhere. We don't know what this guy is and there's not a lot of reporting coming out about Jamal Crawford's overall minutes upside. Hopefully we get that today. If he indeed goes out there and plays, he's currently questionable. Kemba Walker is probable, but it's just important to point out that he's going to be continuously on this minutes limit. They said it's going to gradually increase. Now, maybe that means that he hits 25 minutes today. In the last game, you saw Jason Tatum just struggle shooting two of 18, but he still saw his minutes. All these guys were seeing their normal minutes in Tatum, smart, Brown, Hayward. So I'm not expecting anything to change outside of a little bit of stocks down in usage for all of the other guys and point point permanent production. If indeed Kemba starts. To play as 30 minutes, Eric Gordon is still going to be out. It started out as just like a maybe it's only a three or four-day thing to now. Okay, it's going to be two weeks. To now it's going to be okay. Three-week injury with this ankle. Daniel House started the last game. He saw 34 minutes, but again, that game went to overtime, so he was still in line to see about 30 minutes. Then Ben McInmore off the bench also probably saw a little bit of a bump in overall usage in the game, as opposed to if Eric Gordon was in. Tyus Jones being out yet again with a knee injury is going to really continue to help the Anthony Melton, who it's going to help Melton. It'll help Morant for an extent of time. Like we already know Morant's gonna get minutes, but maybe it forces him instead of playing where he usually like almost every single game is playing 30 minutes maybe now he's getting every single game 32 and the upside is now 34 or 36 out of Morant depending on what they want to do they're currently in the eighth seed they have to make the playoffs there's about three teams chasing them uh, two like realistic chances now with I think uh, the Pelicans are like three and a half or four games out now with only like six to play but Grayson Allen will be in the rotation Kyle Anderson and let's just look at some of the overall usage numbers with Kaius Jones off the court if I just pull up NBA Wowie right now so if you just look at the usage numbers it's going to be things that you expect the main usage leader is going to be if you look at any decent minute sample is going to be John Moran over 1700 minute played and he's going to come in with a 26% usage rate. If I'm going down though, then you see Dylan Brooks right here. So if I zoom in on this, Dylan Brooks usage rate is going to come in and pop off at about 23% over a fantasy point per minute producer. That's something to keep an eye on. Jaron Jackson Jr.'s overall fantasy point production with no Tyus Jones off the court, 22% usage rate. That's not going to be impacted as much. So it's mainly Dylan Brooks gets a bump here, right? And if you go down the Anthony Melton's about a 17% usage rate player, but a 0.98 fantasy point per minute producer. So he's actually scoring. He's just an efficient player from that standpoint point in a decent sample of 600 minutes. So I think that it's going to affect Melton directly. You saw that he played 30 minutes the last time out, only shot the ball five times. I would expect that to definitely change for the Anthony Melton, a guy who normally when he plays 20 minutes is shooting the ball 10 times, maybe a little bit of playing more next to John Morant. But if you're going to be playing 10 to 12 more minutes than you normally do, you're going to get a lot more shot attempts more times than not, especially when you're only shooting five times. So I think it's going to continue to help Melton. And I think you continue to see his volume go up. And then all he has to be is a little bit of efficient. And you're going to start to see those 30 minutes turn into about 28. 30 fantasy points instead of about 20 fantasy points. Marvin Williams missed the last game. He's probable today. That's probably just going to impact Urson's minutes for the most part. We'll see if they play a little bit smaller, then it'll help out Marvin Williams at the five if he picks up any minutes there, which doesn't impact Urson all that much at that point, but we'll end up seeing it. It's something major, in my opinion. Eric Bledsoe and Pat Connington will remain out for reconditioning purposes. So look, this is what's going to happen. We can go over to the Bucks right now. It's going to impact all of these role players, right? You saw the most minutes going to George Hill, who played 28. He just didn't play that well, shot five times, didn't shoot great. Well, I guess he shot like two of five, but didn't pick up any peripherals. And then after that, you just saw like Dante DiVincenzo, Wes Matthews, Kyle Korver, all these guys were just exchanging minutes. Sterling Brown. They have so many bodies and depth pieces there that the one who saw the most usage was George Hill, who we liked in the last game at 3,900. I think he's still 3,900. I still think he's fine. If he gets any sort of volume in his shots and really just just eight to 10 shots instead of five, he's going to pay off a $3,900 price tag. Those guys being out is going to affect that. If you look at overall the the usage rates of what's happening there, Giannis and Chris Middle, they're always going to be up there in any type of decent minute sample and as you start to go down the usage rates for these guys like once you start to get to those wing players on this team it's all the way down at the vincenzo who has a 16.2 percent usage rate with these players off the court though seeing about a fantasy point per minute production if i go over to what just their fantasy point production is with those players off the court you get chris middleton in 546 minutes going to a 1.4 fantasy point per minute producer with no blood so this year there was a game or two in there though when Giannis was also not playing but what you're getting here is just crazy splits so pretty much when Giannis. Giannis. Giannis goes off the court now. There's no Bledsoe to play alongside Middleton, and Bledsoe is like a 1.15, 1.2 fantasy point per minute producer in his own right. So now it's spiking up for Middleton. Obviously, Giannis is always fantastic, 1.89 fantasy points per minute. But you start to see some other things happening. Sterling Brown, if he sees enough minutes, 0.98 fantasy point per minute producer. Dante DiVincenzo is seeing those minutes, a 0.98 fantasy point per minute producer. But I like to see this a big sample for George Hill at $3,900 today, 533 minutes. DraftKings this year, and that's a pretty big sample size, 0.92 fantasy points per minute with no Bledsoe, with no Connington on the court. So you're seeing Sterling Brown be more effective in a decent sample of 239 minutes. Dante DiVincenzo is getting a little bit of a bump up, but he's getting stable minutes. And George Hill is getting both a bump up and he's getting stable minutes. So those are the main guys you want to look at. I don't really have any interest in the Kyle Corvers of the world or the Wesley Matthews of the world. Wesley Matthews, 0.58 fantasy point per minute production in 450 minutes with no George Hill and Connington. He's just not that great of a player. If You get three or four threes out of Wesley Matthews in that game, well, then you're good to go. Otherwise, you're probably not doing much after that. Ellie Oubre is going to be out Or he's doubtful at least right now. I apologize. He's doubtful with a knee injury. McCall Bridges will get the biggest bump. But Cam Johnson is somebody to keep an eye on. Cam Johnson started the last game and Cam Johnson came out there and he played 25 minutes, but he didn't get to play the final five minutes of the game and he didn't get to close the game because of foul trouble. So he was going to close the game, but he picks up foul trouble. He's going to play 30 minutes in that game. Again, he started and he was going to close. Shows a lot of trust that they had in Cam Johnson. He was popping off for about the last week, a week and a half before the break. So it's interesting to see him continuing to get out there. Dario Sarch over. Overall usage of minutes and playing time and just being on the court and being available will affect Cam Johnson. So keep an eye on that. That's something to keep an eye on Kelly Uber, though, definitely a big player on this team right up there with DeAndre or behind De- Devin Booker and DeAndre Eaton as a score on this team just picks up big minutes as well. 36 to 38 is common for him. So if you're going to have Cam Johnson filling some of those minutes, McCall Bridges filling the majority of those minutes, if you go down to see what the fantasy point per minute production is, overall usage rate is not going to change for any of the main guys because Booker and Eaton are still on the court. But if you just want to look at and also Rubio to an extent, if you just want to look at fantasy point Per minute production with no Kelly Oubre on the court this year, you're going to get some upside guys. I mean, Dario Sarge turns into a 1.01 fantasy point per minute producer in 531 minutes. If you want to look at McCall Bridges, he's not going to go up in any major way. He's still a 0.74 fantasy point per minute producer right here, but he's getting 936 minutes. So there's obviously huge minutes when you have Kelly Oubre off the court because McCall Bridges is filling those shoes. So even though he's a 0.74 producer, if he ends up getting 36 minutes in a game, which I don't know if he's going to with how many bodies that they kind of threw out there in game one. But if he does, it does take the place at the right price point for like a 30 point performance. Tyler Johnson, no longer on the team, you can take him out of these splits, it probably doesn't change anything in any major way as a 0.74 producer. So what you're pretty much seeing here, and if we want to look at Cam Johnson, where he ends up going a 0.78 fantasy point per minute producer uh, when he's off the court. So uh, what this pretty much tells me is that McCall is obviously filling those minutes in a major way. They're not fantastic and efficient minutes, which if you follow basketball, you kind of already understand that. And the guy who would pick up big minutes and big upside if he was to start in place, if he was healthy, would be Dario Sarge as a fantasy point per minute producer. It'd be a little bit of a different lineup if they ended up rolling that out there so you have Bryn Forbes, he was out the last game. Patty Mills was also injured, but or actually Patty Mills was also out, but Mills wasn't injured. Pop just said he didn't want to play Mills. He just gave him the day off on the first game back. So that's interesting. But you have no Bryn Forbes again. Keep a close eye on what happens with Patty Mills because we saw Derek White play huge minutes. DeJounte Murray got in foul trouble in the last game. So it made Derek White, his stat line even bigger. So if you're seeing a huge Derek White stat line, yeah, he's going to see those minutes because there was no Bryn Forbes. There's still going to be no Bryn Forbes. There was no Patty Mills. We'll see if there's Patty Mills today, but if there's not, Derek White's going to still have big minutes, but don't expect the minutes that you saw out of him because DeJounte Murray was in foul trouble. So there's probably about a four or five minute increase there for Derek White, just out of necessity. But if it's the case that Mills is out again, then Derek White, DeJounte Murray, DeMar DeRozan, run them all back. They're all fine today. No Marco Bellinelli. He's down with a foot. Well, more than likely no Marco Bellinelli. Lonnie Walker played big minutes as well. Lonnie Walker touched the 30 minute range. Lonnie Walker was a pretty good producer out there. So another guy who's very cheap today that I think has upside and no Alex Len yet again. Rashawn Holmes, who fouled that. In like 24 minutes in the last game, and Harry Giles will get the benefit from that one. So let's get into the target offense sheet now. As we get into the target offense sheet, if you will, hit the like button for me one time. Big old subscribe button pops up. Bottom right hand corner, whatever device you're following on. We're very, very close to 24,000 subscribers. Let's see if we can get even closer, pick up 100 or 200 today. I really do appreciate all of you. And if you're indeed listening on the podcast, $50 giveaway, or if you're listening on YouTube, you can go over to the podcast. All you do is hit the follow button or the subscribe button if you're listening on Spotify or Apple, and then go and leave a review on the Apple Store, the iTunes the sal show this literally takes one minute we've only had three reviews in like the last week One time per week, I'll pick a winner. You have to leave a way for me to contact you on Twitter. The last guy left it on Twitter, so be sure to do that. Fifty dollars chance to get giveaway. So last week, get a thirty-three percent chance of doing it. It literally takes two minutes of your time, so it's probably a pretty good investment to do long term if you find those opportunities. So I appreciate you. You doing the reviews just boosts me up the podcast chart rankings. I don't really think it does much in terms of reach. It just pretty much says like it's the opportunity for if like a bigger company like a CBS was to say, oh, what's the Salveshi Show? It's easier for them to see that when it's like in the top twenty or top ten rather than when it's like fortieth. And I think right now it's like in between. There somewhere in the 30s, which is pretty good for uh, the one man little engine that could show here. Thanks to all of you. So the target offense sheet, we'll just point out some of the major things that we want to be looking at today. The highest total today is going to be a four point favorite. And this game is the one that you want to target just like it was for Houston the other night against Dallas. It's going to be Houston versus Milwaukee. It's going to be the fastest paced game by almost four or over four possessions uh, per game or per team. A 110.49 pace rating is one of the highest that I've ever charted this season and really in the last two and a half years that I've been doing this. So it's going to be a track meet. James Harden wants to play 40 minutes a game. Giannis, they put out there for 30 minutes, even in a blowout. So that's good to see. He dropped 70 in the last game. Harden said, hold my beer. I'll drop 82 in overtime. 123.25 team implied total for the Milwaukee Bucks. The next closest or tied for second is the other side of that game in Houston, where they're going to be having a 119.25 team implied total. So 242.5 overall game total. It's going to be eight points higher than any other total in the slate. Yes, you should be targeting players from this game. Yes, a lot of the key pieces are very expensive from this game, but there's also value because there's no Eric Bledsoe or Pat Connington from Milwaukee. But yes, Harden's 11000 Giannis is going to be $11,000. Russell Westbrook's $9,800. It's not easy to get these players. And again, it's it's not easy to get two of those studs in there. The last time it probably would have paid off for you when they're both dropping 70 plus and a Harden touching 80. But there are some nice pieces to that game that we can talk about. I'm not going to talk about all of them. Like Robert Covington might have a difficult matchup, but he'll play a lot of the five. He's probably going to see 32 to 34 minutes. He's $6,400 today, I believe. So Robert Covington looks like an okay value type option on Houston. If you want to go down to Daniel House, who's an inefficient player, but if you're banking on the thirty two. Plus minutes out of him at forty four hundred dollars. I believe he is. Those are spots that you can look at outside of the obvious Russ and Harden pay up option spots. On Milwaukee, you're going to get Chris Middleton looking like a a, a stud when there's no Giannis on the court with a one point four fantasy point per minute production with no Bledsoe. I think he'll probably be lower owned in this type of a game. Maybe not, but I think maybe he kind of gets lost in the shuffle of everybody going up for the studs or paying down for guys like Dante DiVincenzo, for guys like George Hill or Brook Lopez in this game environment. You know, Houston's going to go small and play small ball, but you know that Brooke Lopez in the way that Milwaukee plays is almost small ball. Obviously, Brooke Lopez is a center, but he's a stretch center. So he doesn't necessarily have to come off the court. He can get taken out to the three point line because he takes people out to the three point line. So that's a game that you're going to want to have pieces of without a doubt. The second highest game total on the slate is the first one. And it's just a disgusting game because these two teams are just like G League teams just thrown together with a couple of studs on them. Brooklyn versus Washington obviously all the studs are out of this game. No Bradley deal. There hasn't been John Wall in two years. Uh, there's there's a bunch of guys you can keep going down the list for Washington that are just role players. You're very key, important players to this team. You're really only noticing and seeing out there Shabazz Napier, who they got just before the break, but Rui Hachimuria, who was like the main guy on this team that's been there since the beginning. And even he was hurt for most of the first half. No Davis Bertans. lots of guys out. But The one thing that was interesting to see was Thomas Bryant playing huge minutes the last time out. We'll talk about him in my early interests, but I do like that, especially against a Brooklyn team who has really no backup behind Jared Allen. So that's good to see. So on the Washington side, lots of pieces to like Shabazz Napier didn't take a lot of shots last game. I think he's fine today against Brooklyn. Overall, the matchup's going to be great here for both sides It'll be a fast paced environment. Second highest in the slate at a 106.6 pace projection. You're going to see Brooklyn as a two and a half point favorites. Karis Levert, the exact same price point as he was last time out, $7,800, where he dis- disappointed a lot of people. But keep in mind, he didn't get to play the final nine minutes. He only played 28 minutes. He was in line to play about 34 minutes. So even though he was not playing well, not picking up as much peripherals as we see, not shooting the greatest, although it came on in the second half, the first half was brutal. Look, he didn't get to play the final nine minutes. If he ends up playing 34, 35 minutes in that game, picking up an extra six or seven minutes where he only scores 30 fantasy points, he might end up scoring 38 to 40 fantasy points, which is realistic. And then he's actually paying off value for you at $7,800. So that was the worst case scenario for him, obviously getting pulled for the minutes overall and the trouble there, but it looked like he was going to play decent minutes. Playing 28 minutes without touching the court in the final nine and a half minutes of play is encouraging for what his minute to look like in a competitive game. And I would expect this one to stay competitive because Washington, in terms of of just their their band of misfits is just as bad as Brooklyn is. These are like the two worst teams in the bubble in terms of just patched together teams to come to the bubble. So Levert for Brooklyn stands out to me. You can get other pieces, like we'll see what happens with J- Jamal Crawford, but you can take shots on some of these guys. I think Jared Allen is very appealing. He had 27 overall minutes before leaving. He also had some foul trouble, not a ton of foul trouble, but he had some tra- fun tra- foul trouble where he lost some minutes in there. So it'll be interesting, 27 minutes of Jared Allen. He was in line to play 30 minutes. He's gonna have a matchup against Thomas Bryant today. Both of them are gonna have decent matchups against each other. So yeah, once again, Jared Allen and Karis Levert, you can piece together the Joe Harris's or some of these other backups if you really want to. I think that that's where I'm going to be targeting from Brooklyn. Washington Thomas Bryant stands out the most. Shabazz Napier does stand out a little bit. Troy Brown Jr. Not as much, um, but the price point is going to be fine for him. Another higher just team total I'll point out before we move on is going to be 119.25 tied for the second highest on the slate, which is Memphis. Memphis just plays very, very fast. They're going to have a nice matchup today as four point favorites against San Antonio. I like pieces from San Antonio. We'll get to them. I like pieces from Memphis and we'll get to them. And they're just way too cheap guys like the Anthony. Melton, Jaron Jackson Jr., even in an overtime game, they were both seeing big minutes in the last time out So you like to see that pace. You like to see the overall matchup for De anthony Melton. Shooting guard is going to be the best matchup against San Antonio today. So I do like that. Especially with San Antonio now down some bodies, it's going to get even better for them. So yeah, give me, give me some Dan D'Anthony Melton and let's get some Memphis players. Let's move into our early interest. So welcome into the early interest. And if you would, one time for me, check out Super Draft, promo code Sal S-A-L. Again. Even if you don't want to play NHL, even if you don't want to be playing MLB, just check them out because if you have like a a such a high percentage, like like in that NHL contest. 38% of the field is only filled. Uh, 30% of the people are 28% of getting paid out. You only have a 10% chance at not cashing. A 90% chance at cashing at that point, even if you have no skill. And if you have any type of decent skill, it's probably gonna go up from there. And then obviously they have their NBA contests, which I love very much. The NBA contests are a lot of fun to actually play, go through. The MLB contests, also a lot of fun. The NBA ones usually fill up more, but they also have bigger prize pools. And there's a lot of ways to get different because obviously NBA has a lot more viable players, or at least I think so, because you don't have to stack as much in that format. So the early interest, if you're looking at that 10K and above, range. They're all fine, right? It's the same thing we had a couple nights ago. Harden, Giannis, and Luka. Look, I'm not, you know, they're all great players. You know, they're all some of the highest usage and point per minute pro- producers on the entire slate. I still choose to go with Harden, not because of just his last overtime heroic performance, but because this guy just wants to ball. He wants to play 40 minutes a night and just ball even in regulation. So it's going to be a tougher matchup, maybe a little bit against Milwaukee here against each other. But again, that pace environment, the team total, the game total, all good with me. Luca's fine. They're all fine, right? The multiplier of a 1.1 on Luca on Superdraft, that's where I'd go over there, over Harden, actually. You can get all my projections even for super draft and DraftKings on Patreon link down below. I'll go back to both of the Phoenix players in that same Dallas game and Devin Booker and DeAndre Ayton. I think they're both in line for bigger minutes, probably 34 to 35 uh, for a guy in Devin Booker, but the upside of playing 38, right? Uh, that's just where a medium projection comes in. DeAndre Ayton, a median projection of like 33 minutes and a fine matchup against Dallas. Porzingis maybe plays the five, maybe they play some small ball, but for the most part, probably sees a lot of Max Kleber. Still no Dwight Powell for um, Dallas. So now what you're getting out of Jason Tatum, he shot two of 18 in the first game. He gets a $500 price drop. He has Kemba Walker might pick up like an extra three to five minutes today, which is not great for Tatum overall. But Tatum was balling out before the break. I don't want to let just one performance of shooting two of 18 for that good of a player come out and make me go, eh, I really can't play Jason Tatum. No, you get a $500 price discount now. You get a fine matchup for Jason Tatum against Portland, a very good matchup for him. So even if he's just his normal point per minute producer when Kemba's out there full time at $8,200, it's an interesting spot to look at because if he bounces back today, and also it's important to realize he shot 18 times. So it wasn't like he was just shooting 12 times and now it's like, ah, he had low volume volume and shot back. I like to see that the volume was there. Historically, this is a much better shooter than two of 18. We all know that. So if he comes out today and shoots 15 times and he shoots eight of 15, nine of 15 regresses. Yeah, he's going to pop up for a 50 point performance. I'm not saying that definitely happens, but on DraftKings at 8,200, I like it. Levert, you can't play the Nets on Superdraft today. They're not on the slate, but Karis Levert stands out at 7,800. for the reasons that I stated last time out, look, Karis Levert only played 28 minutes. He shot 0, 0,4 from three. I don't expect that to happen every time out there. 28 minutes in a blow up doesn't get a touch to court in the final nine. If he was going to play his normal run, he was going to see about 33 minutes in that game. i would like to see that five more minutes of Karis Levert when he scores 30 fantasy points in that last game. He's probably scoring about 36, 37 fantasy points if he gets those extra five minutes of play. And then his $7,800 price point is paid off, right? He hits that 5X value. doesn't look as bad for a rough start. Yusuf Nurchitz, $7,700, 1.4X multiplier against Boston today. What is he going to get? Daniel Tyson and his Cantor? I was not expecting this. Nurchitz, he played a lot of minutes. He played in the 20s when they played in the scrimmage, but he came right out. 33 minutes of play, six bucks, two steals in the first game. So when you have eight, stocks in a game, steals and blocks combined. That's not going to always repeat, right? That's why he pops off for a lot of fantasy points. But the 33 minutes was the thing that I saw. And now a beneficial matchup against Boston, maybe the price points already fair enough. Maybe you're not getting a lot of value out of this price tag. Again, the the stat line was inflated because he had 16 points coming from steals and blocks alone, almost half of his points. That's not going to continue or over a third of his points. But interesting to at least point out the minutes that he was getting. DeMar DeRozan as the head honcho with Nola Marcus Aldridge still out there. He'll be playing alongside DeJounte Murray, seeing about 35 minutes. That's fine. His teammate DeJounte Murray at $6,000 $6,000 flat. Foul trouble last time out led to just 21 minutes of play. Uh, when I looked at the foul trouble, DeJounte Murray was going to see closer to 28 to 30 minutes of play for a guy that sees an increased rebounding rate, almost a 1.1, 1.2 fantasy point per minute producer with no Aldridge on the court. I like that a good amount. 1.6x multiplier over on Superdraft is also appealing. Rashawn Holmes fouled out in 24 minutes the last time out there. A little bit of a tougher matchup today against Orlando and Vooch, without question. So I'm totally okay if you just want to say, eh, I'm not targeting Rashawn Holmes against Vooch. That's fine. But Rashawn Holmes is probably going to see about 32 minutes of play for a guy who is mainly the only center on this team. Harry Giles is there, but he's just like capped at 16 minutes because of his bad knees. So if you're just trying to see like getting played off the court, probably not going to happen. So for Sean Holmes is just going to have one of his decent performances where he comes out as a guy who's going to play close to 30, 32 minutes a game, not going to be the greatest usage guy, but his rebounding rate has improved this year specifically. His overall offense has, I think it's fine to target. But if you are going to choose centers down there, it's probably Jared Allen for me, 27 minutes in a blowout. He also sat the final 935 of that game, similar to Karis Levert. Levert might've came out a couple minutes later. Maybe I'm, maybe I'm mistaking them. If you, if you're tracking the game flows so Levert was still on pace for about 33 minutes but sending out the final 935 of the game for Jared Allen with 27 minutes in a blowout a little bit of foul trouble but mainly because of the blowout that's very interesting to see Aaron Allen was going to be in line for let's just call it a minimum of 30 minutes of play in that game if it stays close matchup against Thomas Bryan and Mo Mo Wagner today at the center position that's fantastic 5600 dollars and the surprising thing was he played 27 minutes in the blowout wasn't any any time in significant foul trouble which is always a hold your breath moment for Jared Allen Uh, you have Shabazz Napier 5400 played 27 minutes but saw 13 shots and he closed the game I tried to see if there was foul trouble there wasn't he was just playing very weird shifts. He'd play the first seven minutes, and then he would play like the final five minutes of the first half. Then he played the first seven minutes, and then he closed the final five minutes. So it was just a very odd shift in rotation. It was like five and a half, seven and a half minute shifts. But he was off the court for a while, so maybe they changed that up. But he still saw 13 shots in just 27 minutes. He's going to have to manufacture shots when he is the number one scorer on this team right now with no Bradley Beal out there, with um, no Isaiah Thomas on this team anymore, right? All these guys, Jordan McRae's not on the Washington Wizards anymore. So Darren Jackson Jr., 1.6X multiplier in Draft is fine, but $5,200 is the price point I'm looking at on DraftKings. He was able to play 43 minutes. Obviously, he played in overtime, but he was still going to play in the 30s without the overtime, and he was somehow he didn't foul out. So playing in 43 minutes of play, and not fouling out is unheard of for a guy who normally fouls out in like 25 minutes of play or gets in major foul trouble. He's in play. Thomas Bryant at 4,800. It's just a smash play. Played 34 minutes in regulation, 12 shots, just two fouls. First game back. You like to see that a lot. So these guys and Jaron Jackson Jr., Jaron Allen, Thomas Bryant, first game back. Uh, maybe variance is coming their way, but staying out of foul trouble. Very impressive. Anthony Melton played 30 minutes in the first game with no Tyus Jones. He played alongside a guy in John Moran a lot. He's going to have a strong matchup, the best matchup you could have against San Antonio at the shooting guard position today. And he saw just, five shots. I expect that number to honestly double. If you get 10 shots out of De'Anthony Melton with decent shooting today, he's going to pay off this price tag by a good amount. 1.8X multiplier. And this is a guy who has a ceiling. Like I'm talking a massive ceiling on him, DeAnthony Melton. So $4,800 strong price point, 1.8X multiplier on super draft. I think that's fine. I do want to talk about Cameron Johnson because I think he's going to be a sneakier player today, right? $4,300. He's not any lock in stone. This is the guy that you want to get, but he started and played 25 minutes and his foul trouble cost him the closing five minutes he was in line to close the game. They put him in. He played about a three minute stint in the fourth quarter after missing the first three minutes of the fourth quarter. It was his normal rotation as a starter. He comes back in to close the game out. He picks up like his fifth foul and he ends up coming out of the game for the final five minutes. So Cam Johnson was on pace to play 30 minutes as a starter and he was popping off before the break. He has a $4,300 price tag, 1.95X multiplier in super draft. I'm not sure he's going to score enough points to be able to be worth it. But Cam Johnson is a guy who has upside. He can pick up just, he's a stretch who can pick up a ton of points from just three point land, pick up a ton of points as being just a rebounder decent assist man so cam johnson a little bit of a sneakier play because people see the stat log and say ah eh, cam johnson and eh, he usually gets 22 24 minutes i just saw 25 today no 25 was his minimum in that game he was going to get with the upside of 30 and then clark played 29 minutes in regulation so you had guys playing huge minutes in this game now a lot of it was because of joe Val. so keep this in mind jaron jackson jr Brandon clark both played huge minutes Brandon Clark is usually the direct backup to Jaron Jackson Jr. Jaron Jackson plays 28 minutes, Brandon Clark's playing like 20 minutes, right? They're just splitting all the four minutes. Joe Val got in huge, huge foul trouble, only played low 20s in minutes. So Brandon Clark probably ends up picking up an extra like six to seven minutes because of that. So keep a very close eye. Don't be going out there and telling yourself, oh, Brandon Clark played 29 minutes in regulation. Oh my God, he was playing so many minutes. No, Jaron Jackson Jr. played his normal minutes. They were obviously putting Jaron Jackson Jr. at the five at times but Brandon Clark at the four because of Joe Val's foul trouble. If Joe Val plays his 30 minutes today, it's going to impact directly. Uh, Brandon Clark will move back to not playing any of those minutes at the four alongside of Br- uh, Jaron Jackson Jr. because Brandon Clark will be backing up Jaron Jackson Jr. So keep that in mind. I think the price point of $4,200 is still fair, especially for Jackson Jr. who does have foul trouble and Joe Val who does get in foul trouble a decent amount. But if they stay out of foul trouble, you're probably only getting J- uh, Brandon Clark for like his normal 20 to 22 minutes of run. Jakob at $4,000, a starting center against Val. It, it's not the greatest of spots, but it's just 4K, played over 30 minutes the last amount. We talked about George Hill at $3,900. I think it's fine. I think he's going to be decent. He's a 0.92 fantasy point per minute producer when there's no Eric Bledsoe or Cunnington. That's okay. Lonnie Walker and Zach Collins, to close this out, are actually decent plays, and if not strong plays at their price points. $3,500 Lonnie Walker. You saw 30 minutes of play or or high 20s of minutes of play the last time out. You saw good production. You saw good shot selection. And you saw good volume out of that's hard to ignore for a guy who started. And Zach Collins started the last game. He's just $3,400. He lost three to four minutes in the first half due to two quick fouls. So he doesn't get to get his normal run there. So he plays like 11 and a half minutes in the first half. He then plays the final 16 and a half minutes of regulation, but that wasn't all the time that he played because he pretty much played like the final 22 of 24 minutes. He picked up 34 total minutes in regulation, not even counting the overtime game. So you have a $3,400 player who's a big, who's now playing Boston, which is a strong matchup going to get like Jason Tatum as your defender, who's a solid defender, but mismatch wise in terms of size. And you're still $3,400. Who's dollars. a good producer in Zach Collins. So even if you only get 28 to 30 minutes out of him in this game, it's going to be good. But I think you're going to get that 30 plus out of him. He, he ended up starting and just playing huge minutes and he's probably going to see even more minutes. If it wasn't for foul trouble in the first half. Again, played the final 16 and a half minutes of regulation, played the final 20 minutes of the game. If you count overtime, played the final, if you count just regulation, 22 of 24 and 26 of 28 minutes in the game, if you count overtime. So Zach Collins, obviously somebody that they want on the court a lot, not only because he started, but because he closed in a major way. So, is just a complete mismatch for Zach Collins or or misprice. I like that one. all good amount. So there you go. 22 players of early interest right now, as I record this in the morning, hopefully I'm going to try and upload it a different way. So it doesn't take three hours this time and everybody can get, end up getting and seeing it, but six games up, six games down whether, whether you're watching this for the main slate or just the shorter slates or the showdown slates, I hope you really did enjoy it. I hope it benefited you. Be sure to check out Patreon if you want my projections, values, and final interest are listed over there every single day. I really do appreciate all of your support over there. It's a ton of fun putting together all the NBA stuff once again. So thank you so much. I already have the, depending on when you're watching this, the final showdown for round four of golf is up today as well for the WGC event. It's going to be a $100,000 first contest. You can check that out. More content over on Patreon. You can get the all-inclusive package for the exact same price as any of the other packages because why not have more value? Final time to plug Superdraft promo code SALAD is SAL. Go ahead, get over that. Take advantage of it because before it becomes popular, because I can tell you, especially since I'm promoting in a good amount and a lot of people are watching this, it's going to eventually become popular. Might as well go in there right now and and be able to suck out of some of that equity out of the site, if you would, with a lot of the contests not filling right now so promo code sal S A L get you a 10 free dollar play upon your first sign up like button big old subscribe button before you leave gang thank you so much for tuning into this one i'll see you in the next one starting tomorrow we're gonna have the new pga content for the new event the first major the pga championship we'll have nba content throughout the week as well and nfl content dropping multiple times five times per week as well so tons of stuff going on on the channel right now putting in a ton of work a lot of leg work need a little bit of rest if you will really do but i do appreciate it thank you everybody and i'll see you in the next one